survive and thrive. This is a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but thrive in change. I am your host and co-founder of Consinity, Jennifer Ayers. We're kicking off our podcast featuring 19 stories and perspectives on how COVID-19 has created an imperative for change and what leaders and organizations are doing to respond to that change. I'm happy to talk to Jess Pagoni today, founder and CEO of Luna. Luna is a platform that enables companies to design, manage, and analyze personalized employment arrangements. Additionally, Jess is the founder of Blink Consulting, helping leaders thrive in response to critical moments or, quote, business blinks. She was also the former CPO of Vynamic, a dynamic healthcare consultancy. Through her various roles, Jess has helped dozens of leaders not just survive, but thrive and change. It's so cool to have Jess here today, because not only does she have years of experience helping organizations, she now has a company whose mission it is to help companies excel by partnering to architect custom work designs, driving business growth and employee retention. I'll let Jess say more about that in a moment. But I just want to mention that Jess is who I look to when I need to deal with a challenging situation and need to move something forward organizationally. She helps give me new ideas and creative perspective that I hadn't really thought about before. Thanks, Jen. As you mentioned, I have a career really focused on, I'll call it the people side of projects from a management consulting perspective, um, as well as in roles like chief people officer. And then in my own individual consulting through Blink Consulting, and really looking at you know how culture and motivating employees can help businesses accomplish great things and grow and scale. Luna was sort of born out of that idea and paired with realization that I had that that as you change through your career, as you kind of evolve over time, your preferences or needs from your employer also evolve. And I've been fortunate to have worked for several incredible companies throughout my career. And then you at some point decide it's time to move on. I found myself wondering if if that was for the right reasons or for life-related reasons. And so Luna, like kind of speaking to the moon phases and how things change, it's really born out of that idea that like we change and evolve as people over time and how then can employers keep up with that, really match you where you are in your life. Luna is a B2B HR technology platform, which enables employers to offer employees the ability to personalize employment arrangements. If you've never heard of a personalized employment arrangement before, that's okay. It is a new category, perhaps, that to some and it is a category that Luna is creating and excelling at. It's a new way to think about the way in which employees and employers engage with one another. So the idea is that employers set some guardrails based on what they would want to offer to employees in terms of personalizing these employment arrangements. These guardrails could form around things like flexible schedule, professional development, paid time off, cash compensation, or other more traditional benefits that you would see. 
And then employees get to select like how much of each of those things they really want. So think of it as kind of dialing up and dialing down across these eight different dimensions so that you can say, hey, you know, I know that next year I want to buy a house. So I want to have as much cash in my pocket as possible. And therefore, I'm going to take a little less vacation and make sure that that cash is kind of coming into my, my paycheck and I can save that for my down payment. Or maybe you know that you have a lot of travel coming up and you want more time off. So you're going to request more time off, but maybe take a little bit less pay as a result. Alternatively, you might, you know, an employer might offer the ability for employees to self-fund a sabbatical or plan for parental leave in, you know, an, an extended capacity, all by having this really transparent shared approach to work designed for life. And so we call what the employees are doing in the platform their work design. And they'll do that you know, at the point of hire and then regularly ongoing. Maybe it's once a year, once every six months, you would refresh those preferences really to keep up with how your life is evolving and what you need. I want to take a step back and talk about how this idea began. I've been working on this idea for uh, about three years now in a very low-key fashion, I'll call it. And over the last three years, I've had two additional kids pleading my family. A little when busy. I, yeah, just a little bit busy. And, and you know, all, all the while, I was thinking about how there's more and more relevancy to Luna and this, this concept of personalized employment arrangements. I actually had my third child on March 7th. So just before the lockdown occurred, stay-at-home order was issued, I think, on March 13th. I was busy with with my daughter, Isla, uh, and, and my two sons during that, that kind of initial lockdown period and um, realized that what was happening with every employer needing to require people to, to now just everybody work from home. We've got to figure out how to make it work. This pandemic has obviously been terrible on so many levels. From a working perspective, I think it's created this acceleration in terms of an open-mindedness and the, the ability for employers to really adopt some new thinking about how and where work can get done. I just want to admire the brilliance of this business model and the flexibility it offers to different lifestyles. If there's anything about the pandemic that I have learned, or other businesses perhaps have learned as well, it's that with the right technology, work can get done anywhere. In being forced to let go of old traditions, employers are now seeing the future of a new work option. But with having her third child at the start of the pandemic and starting a new business, how has Jess fared? Has Luna been subject to the same challenges during the pandemic as many other companies? While Jess got the idea of this business model before the pandemic began, I asked her how the country shutting down has impacted Luna. I think this really is no better time than the present, so to speak. What Luna will do for employers who are, are trying to just navigate all the complexities is create this centralized platform where you can manage these personalized preferences. So right now, I, I do think a lot of employers are saying, okay, based on your circumstance over here, you can do X, Y, and Z. And you over there, you have a different set of circumstances. Like we are all unique people 
everyone has their own challenges and opportunities as, a, as in light of COVID and what that's brought about. Employers are trying to manage this in a more kind of one-off fashion that isn't housed in a place that's easy to access or review or even analyze. By offering personalized employment arrangements through Luna, they'll have a company dashboard to say, okay, what are everyone's preferences? What are the um, schedule selections that, that our team has made? And now what does that mean in terms of how and when we're going to be getting work done? So I think that for Luna, it has, it has been not a setback, but more of an accelerant to make the need even more clear that personalized employment arrangements are, are the way of the future. As the pandemic created new problems and exasperated old ones, employers found themselves in difficult positions where one size did not fit all. While some employees had young children at home, others may have had sick parents or health problems themselves. I have seen and heard from many different organizations on how they've tried to be flexible with people during this very disruptive time. One of the unintended consequences from the pandemic has been an employment awakening. Absolutely. I, I think that this is a time of awakening and this kind of old school way of thinking that you know we have to be in the office and we have to be connected and collaborating to be able to really validate that everyone's getting their work done and doing it in the way that the employer would expect. I think that that is you know, thinking of the past. What employers have seen is that if anything, employees are working more now on average. I think it's the stats are that on average, about three hours longer is, is the time per day that employees are spending like, quote unquote, at work in this day at home environment. And when you think about it, it makes sense. People aren't commuting. People are their home, they, they can't really go out very many places or aren't really interested in going out very many places. So more effort and time is being put in on the work front. But are those extra three hours always a good thing? And we've now spent a full year in the pandemic. I believe many of us have seen that not all hours are productive as others. I'll also say, I don't think from a Luna perspective, like what I think is is also a benefit is that boundaries can be created. So as an employee, you could say, I'll be working from, you know, for these hours or on these days, and here's what schedule will work for me to get my work done. But then I'm off for the the other times. And I I do think that that's important. I mean, we're going to start to see a lot of burnout, a lot of people just really exhausted and tired. And then that'll lead to disengagement and that'll create a whole host of other problems for employers if there aren't clear boundaries put in place. And I I think Luna can also help to enable that. Another area that Luna helps cover is the idea of flexible work hours. Traditionally, flexible work hours have been attributed to jobs such as that you might find in the service industry or entertainment. Corporate America, however, has always championed the nine to five. Yet with the pandemic, we have seen people struggle to adhere to that idea of nine to five as many employees have had to homeschool their children. The other really interesting thing that I'm seeing uh, companies focus on is this idea of an asynchronous calendar. So maybe you work for four hours from 6 to 10 in the morning, and then you work for another couple hours at night, and then the the bulk of the, the day is homeschooling your kids, as an example. People are still putting in the hours. They're just not doing it in this traditional 
nine to five environment that has been a basically an antiquated structure of what the work week should look like. So enabling and empowering employees to say, here's when you can work, and then creating that transparency between the employer and the employee will reduce so much stress for people that are like, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're gonna, you know, notice that I'm not my my I'm not active right now on my chat because I needed to go to run and, and tend to the kids or, you know, I, I wanted to go to the grocery store or whatever it might be. I think this is an opportunity for people to put those boundaries in place so people they are getting their best work, best thinking, um, but also not the burnout. And I, I do think that that would be a big, big watch out. I myself have been a big proponent of the asynchronous calendar with my partners, especially during COVID. I care less about which specific hours my partners are working throughout the day as long as they're producing high-quality work on time for their clients and they're creating a positive experience for their clients. In my experience, it's brought more trust and ease into the relationship on both ends. This brings me to my next topic, which is the employee experience. About five years ago, that word would really have been spoken but I think COVID has accelerated conversations around it. I asked Jess's take on how Luna helps to improve the employee experience. Employee experience has been a buzzword now for some time. I I will say it's only getting louder. There are tons and tons of companies out there that are trying to own a piece of it or create their solution around this concept of employee experience. And I think that, that the approach for, you know, when you think of an internal HR organization or the C-suite at any company, they're going to say, okay, how can we improve our employee experience? What programs do we need to put in place? You know, what, what should we be focusing on? How should we be developing our people? How should we be communicating with our people? So these are all really great things to focus on. What we're trying to do with Luna is is trying not to create the experience for people, but to really empower people to shape their own experience. Luna helps generate a system that allows both employers and employees to engage in the company and have an overall better experience, fulfilling more needs through a variety of options. All of a sudden, you opened up this whole new world to people that they didn't think existed. And they're like, wow, I'm not confined to whatever the the norms are within an organization. Now I can really shape this, design this to be personalized to me. And guess what? I'm not locked into it forever. I can change it in a year or whatever the, the time allocation is that's set by the employer. But like maybe every six months, maybe every 12 months, you're refreshing those preferences. And you know what? This is overdue because we can personalize just about everything in our daily lives today. Think about it. You go to Starbucks and you can get the most personalized coffee order you could possibly want at Starbucks. You can personalize your devices. Frankly, we can personalize medicine today. And we still have this kind of standardized job offer. Here's your salary and the standard benefits that are offered. And then really, guess what? That really doesn't change very much over time. So I, I think that this this concept of personalization has been a long time coming and connecting that to employee experience, like our focus really is about let's empower people to shape their experience, not tell them, here's other things, here are kind of more programs or or suggestions. 
that we think will create a good experience for you. You know, we want to actually let you shape what that's going to be for yourself. It's so true that you talk about the personalized experience because we come to expect that. And I think if organizations, and I'm thinking also private and public entities aren't responding to that, they're doing themselves and their customers a real disservice. But how important is having a customizable employee experience? Does it impact the employer or is it simply rewarding the employee? In other words, why should companies get on board with this? If you're an employee and listening to this episode, you might be thinking to yourself, great, sign me up. If you're an employer, however, you might be a bit skeptical. Other than complicating your life, what can personalized employment do for leaders in the company? In my experience as a people leader over the years, you know, I've, I've worked for organizations that have been pretty firm on that, the, um, that you're not allowed to work from home. As a manager, it's hard to look at someone and say, nope, like, I'm sorry, I know that you would be more productive or would benefit from a day or two at home. And I can empathize with that, but that isn't the policy of the organization. And, and what it does to those employees is create stress, create frustration, resentment towards the organization. And then it leads to disengagement and ultimately people just leave. Personalized benefits also help aid employee and employer in other areas. Jess tells me about them. Two other really big pieces around the talent cycle, and actually really three, are around DNI. So right now, diversity and inclusion is is which I love. This topic is booming. This is a priority, and the idea that benefits can be more inclusive, that employment arrangements can be inclusive. Think about the single mom who was is saying, "I can't take that job because they require me to." go into the office every day and I have to be there from eight to five. So I have to drop my kids off at school at 8.30. And then it becomes kind of this like big stress that ultimately they may say, I can't, I can't take that job. I'm going to take a lower paying job that's going to offer more convenience to me from a life perspective. What we're doing is creating an opportunity for people to have more inclusive benefits. You can really get down to that personalized level and um, help to enable really drive forward some of your DNI initiatives as, as employers. And then the other two pieces are really attracting and retaining talent. So knowledge talent, so people like skilled workers, like in the tech industries or professional services industries are really the bullseye target for where, where Luna is launching. So who is Luna working with or who do they want to work with? We believe that over time, everyone should be adopting this this idea of personalized employment arrangements and hopefully through the Luna platform. But to start, we're really working with tech organizations, professional services organizations that are looking for talent that have some type of skill that's hard to come by. And so Luna becomes a differentiator in attracting talent as well as helping to retain talent. Again, because as your life changes and evolves, you want your employer to go there with you versus having to say, oh, I mean, you know, I, I bought a house that's now an hour away from my office. I guess I need to find a new job. Instead, it's more, well, now let me just change my preferences. I want, I, I'd like to work four days a week from home and, and just drive into the office one day a week as an example. Employee attraction and retention may be some buzzwords you have heard more lately than before. 
but how important are they? Is employee retention a problem? Retention in the U.S. is a $1 trillion problem. It is a, a really big deal. So voluntary turnover costs businesses a trillion dollars a year. And that voluntary turnover is, is really hard on small and mid-sized businesses in particular because you lose one or two people that you've trained and invested in. And all of a sudden now you're, you're trying to find that, you know, attract new talent to fill those positions, but also fill the, the productivity gap that's left behind. Just summarizes overall how Luna can help you, the employer. Attracting and retaining talent, as well as this concept of personalization, I think all roll together in a, a really comprehensive employee experience. And kind of getting back to your, your questions there, the experience that employers are shaping right now with their employees is a lot, I think, about the way they're communicating, saying like, we're here for you, support you, and we want to be as flexible as possible. I think our goal with Luna is to make that flexibility really easy on the employer side to give the employer the tool to make flexibility something that isn't a lot to manage from their end. I love what you say, and I couldn't agree more about the opportunity that this creates to foster inclusion and support diversity in the makeup of your employee base in an organization. And I think having a tool like this, where it's very easy for an organization to implement and then start to talk about, you know, what is going to be appropriate for their culture is just a great step in the right direction. I think that we are at risk of having a setback in some of the inclusion and diversity work that we've seen to date. I actually have been following a series of articles on the Wall Street Journal about this and posted an article recently from Sheryl Sandberg, who talks about the fact that we're at risk of having a huge setback and what are we going to do about it, especially for women and especially for African-American women. So when you're bringing solutions like this to the table where it makes it very easy and comfortable and begins to allow companies to have a conversation about, gee, what could it look like to be able to adapt and create a personalized experience for our workforce in order to retain the talent that we so desperately need. I think it's really timely that this will be available to organizations. So thank you. Just brings the conversation back to my point on how women, particularly women of color, have been impacted the most when it comes to careers during COVID. Jess tells me that sometimes the root of the problem begins in the hiring process. She also explains how Luna can help not just the most affected groups, but everyone involved. When you think about the hiring process and how some people try to negotiate their offer, whereas other people will feel very uncomfortable with that and won't do that. And the data will tell you that many women decide that they don't want to negotiate. They will just accept whatever the offer is at face value. I I like to think that's changing, but I'd also like to see a world where negotiations aren't part of the equation, that it's more, hey, here's just a lot of choice and option for you. And we're going to make sure you're designing your work experience in a way that's going to support your life. But when you have to have that I'll call it an awkward conversation to say, hey, you know, can we talk about my salary? Or, you know, even if you're an existing employee, you want a raise or you want a little bit more time off or you want to create that flexible work schedule. 
you have to go to your manager and have this discussion that it's going to feel hard and uncomfortable and awkward. And, you know, with a platform like Luna, the company is already saying, we are a culture focused on our people. By being a Luna customer, the, the company is already making that statement to their employees. And then as an employee, you're not kind of going to your manager and asking, feeling like you're asking for something extra or special treatment or anything like that. You're making your selections in a platform that are within guardrails that an employer has already put in place. So the employer is already saying everything that you're getting offered here in terms of choice, we are comfortable with. So then the, the kind of awkward dialogue it actually evaporates and you're, you're telling the computer, so to speak, like you're telling Luna what your preferences are. And then that'll get routed to your manager. Your manager might say, oh, wow, look, you want to change your schedule up for this next work design. What's going on? You know, let's have a discussion about what's going to, you know, how I can make you successful and how we're going to make this work. You know, all of a sudden, it's not awkward anymore. It's more accepted. It's inclusive. It's productive. And it also feels like there's permission to have that dialogue versus this sense that maybe it's, you know, sort of taboo or that you're going to be, you know, more high maintenance or something as a result of asking those questions. Great point. Great points. As the pandemic stretches on, many companies are struggling to even survive. I asked Jess what these companies can do to ultimately thrive. With her many years of experience helping companies excel, I can think of no one better to ask than Jess on how businesses can grow at this time. She tells me what advice she would give to a struggling company. You'll probably laugh, Jen, at my answers here because they're really fundamental. Like they're, they're basic. I think that the best thing companies can do right now is to really listen to their employees and check in to see how how people are doing and to be really open-minded. So the world has changed forever. The pre-COVID and post-COVID, it is a different world. And at the same time, I think that there's this great recognition now that we're all human. Like before, it was like we all kind of went into the big machine and we pretended like we were these, these robots with endless stamina and the ability to kind of do it all and never say no, work, 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 work. And I, I think a lot of people right now are reflecting on what is it all for? Why do I do it? And how do I want to do it moving forward? That's going to lead to some people making moves, looking for new jobs, even in this job market. I think what employers can do, what companies can do is to really listen and be be open about what people are saying. I think a lot of people now are going to say, hey, I haven't really enjoyed having zero commute for the last seven months, and I don't think I can ever go back. And so what what are you going to do as a business if you have a handful of people saying that to you when you say, all right, everybody come back to the office. So I think this idea of just continually listening, making sure that you're checking in, being open-minded, being human, (laughs) recognizing that like one size fits all is not a solution. And it's almost insulting that like that is how work has in in some ways has been treated for for some time, you know, our, our employment arrangements. You know, we're all so individual, so unique. We all have different life circumstances, aging parents, young kids, 
even just like passions and and hobbies that are going to take us different places. And this idea that an employer can can listen and check in and be open-minded and even offer the ability to really personalize that work experience or that employment arrangement, I think is is going to be of great value. And I, and I do think employees are going to expect something. The commuting example, I, I can tell you I've talked with three different people who have that are senior in their careers that are saying, I just don't think I can go back. I can't go back to the, the slog of the daily commute. And what that means, I'm not sure yet. If my employer will be open to it, that would be amazing. If they're not going to be open to it, then I'm probably going to be looking elsewhere to find an employer that is open to it. Thank you for those comments. I'm reflecting about how times have changed even so rapidly over the last 20 years from a work environment perspective and how it has almost become expected that you as an employee are available and accessible because we have all sorts of technology that provide us the ability to do so. And so I think now there's an opportunity for the employees to expect more from their organizations and their leaders to provide them this kind of arrangement where there's a mutual respect, there's a win-win for everybody, and there can be a win-win for everybody by leveraging these tools and not abusing these tools. Pretty interesting. So thank you so much for sharing. As we wrap up, Jess and I reflect on those changing boundaries in work. Before all of this technology, the lines were clear, as it was just not possible in many cases to be flexible and working from home. With the advent of the internet, email, Zoom, Slack, etc., the lines keep getting blurred until we finally reached the 24-hour workday. Jess believes, however, we can implement measures to protect and preserve work-life balance. I think getting boundaries in place and managers and employees being really clear about what those boundaries are is going to unlock you know, a whole new world for people. Nowadays, many of us have Slack, multiple emails, Google chat rooms, etc., that while great in keeping us connected, sometimes make it difficult to step away and disconnect. There are some innovative products, I think, coming onto the market that are, that are looking at how to, like, you know, calendar management, time management in this asynchronous way that, that I, I do think we're going to see a lot increasing there in terms of popularity as well, so that people feel like they can put these boundaries in place. But it does start with the conversation between an employee and a manager. I would doubt if more than, you know, 25, 30% of managers have had those conversations with employees during this COVID time period. So how many managers have called their employee and said, all right, let's talk about what boundaries you need to put in place. I think instead it's been, we're just, we got to get through. We're the, we'll get, we'll get through. And then when, when it's all over, we'll just go back to the way things were. And I think what's clear now is that that's not going to happen. Even if people start to go back to their offices and whatnot, it, the, the world has changed. So making sure that those boundary conversations are part of the, the day-to-day, I think, will be hugely valuable for employers and employees. Again, preventing some of that burnout and then also just making it all more sustainable and manageable. So interesting to hear you and listen to your ideas and you put it out there that you would love to know what some managers are experiencing and if they're having this kind of conversation. So 
let's get a dialogue going with, and invite our listeners to comment on this podcast and get maybe reach out to you. On that note, how can people reach out to you and get a hold of you to learn more about this great subject that we're exploring and about Luna? So I would welcome anyone reaching out just to have a conversation like this and kind of riff on, on what is happening in this, this current state that we're in. I'd also love if people are interested in, in learning more about Luna. As I mentioned, we're days, weeks away from launch. So you can find Luna at Luna, L-L-U-N-A dot I-O at online. So Luna dot I-O, the extra L in Luna is for life because this is all about work designed for life. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Jess Pagoni. Spelling my name is a little bit more challenging, but you'll find me, Jess Pagoni Luna. You can also just email the general Luna mailbox, which is hello at luna.io. Again, that's L-L-U-N-A. Yeah, I would welcome any and all conversation around this topic. I think, Jen, thank you for you know shining the spotlight on it and, and wanting to really engage in dialogue around how companies and people can not only just survive, but thrive. I think there's a lot of real possibilities out there. Um, we just need to have some intentional focus on it to make it happen. By the time you're listening to this episode, Luna is up and running and fully functioning and a brilliant business that your company might benefit from getting in touch with. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining our episode of Survive and Thrive podcast. Remember, at Consinity, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.